1: Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.
2: They hand it to Steven, great jump, cut, 45 seconds. a whole burst to it, 20, steps to tackle, runs left, 25, still on his feet, 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, he's got a throw, the fake is on, and he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs to tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl.
1: Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is the post game edition. What a game. That's my excited sound. Voice. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I couldn't even I can't <laughs> I can't get words. This is Derek Sipala with my partner Cron this evening, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. They lose last night. The Rams lose 24-16 in a game where they were at one point down twenty-one to six. It was not the not the prettiest nights of all nights, not what we'd hoped for. This game this game had me nervous. If you remember the the pregame podcast, I expressed that those nerves. And um, in the end, in the end, the Rams just were unable to bring this one back. How you doing there, Mike?
4: Man, I'm hanging, sir, man. A uh, good day, but not a good weekend. A whole weekend not good? Are we serious? Just, well, just- yesterday, actually. Weekend was partly good. Dodgers uh, in the World Series. But these vaunted uh, L.A. Rams, man, we got to talk about it.
3: We do, we do, and it's. I'm conflicted in a lot of ways, so I can't wait to get your thoughts on it. I'm. I can tell you that I left this game a little. I want to say it was a, frustrated. That's one way for it. I think there's there's some good things, believe it or not, that came out of it. We'll have to talk about that, but I mean. It's still a loss, a loss in a game that they could have won. They had their opportunity in the second half to come back and win this game. So, I mean, I guess that's uh, that could be a positive in itself. They're out, they're outgained three ninety to three eleven possession time of possession. The Rams only had the ball for twenty two minutes in this game, twenty two minutes, and yet they were in this. They had their shots, and they just could not make it happen. So. This is where I go to you, Mike. What were your first thoughts on the Rams' loss?
4: The first thoughts were, uh, I think I talked a little bit about the possibility of some things being fool's gold. I think there were some definite things that showed themselves to be that. Uh, And then there's just, and again, are we Monday morning quarterbacks, if you will? Maybe. But it just seems like someone who's accredited with being the wonder boy and it it's just our offense lacks any type of ingenuity at all it's basically the same plays, these receiver screens this fake play action play that is fooling no one and our ability not to stick with the real when it's actually working so it's a number of other things uh But I love the kid, the rookie, Jefferson. And in my opinion, I guess I'm not there every day. But just watching some of the things he's doing, this guy should probably be heavily in a rotation. However, when you pay two guys, you're probably not going to let this guy get on the field and show him up. So that's just part of it. The defense, we need somebody to step up and at least want to tackle somebody. I've just never seen... At that level, and I know the rules change, but when you have third and seven, you cannot let a receiver drag half of your team for a first down. He's got to get hit, and he's got to fumble. He's got to do something, but for them to run that play sideways, and he's able to turn up field and then just kind of run over some people when we had a chance of stopping three yards short. But somebody has to. In our world, you got to sell out you end up with a concussion, so be it. That's why you sign on the dotted dot line. This is a game called football. And when you got to have it, you got to have it. Or maybe you say, hey, you know, I'm not going to do it now. I would do it in the playoffs. But if you're not going to do it now, you're not going to do it in the playoffs either. So that's my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I took this game as...
3: I took it as it showing a lot of the flaws that we know are there or the ones we know will bear their head from time to time. It wasn't one thing where the Rams lost this game. It wasn't in one area. It was several different things exposing their ugly heads at different parts of the game, which I guess is concerning and part of me is is concerned it makes you wonder how good this team really is. But it also makes you realize how good they can be. Because in the end, they still only lost 24-16. They had shots in the second half. And if they can if they can really build on the negatives and grow from them, then we're going to see a good football team by the end of the year. I mean, a really good one. Not just kind of the fool's gold that you're talking about. But it can be... Something that builds into the playoffs this year. Maybe something wonderful happens. But really, in the next year, as the team grows together, as is now what is a very young team. So, I don't see this as a totally negative. I just see a team that struggled in the areas that we know they have issues. And we also saw them flash a few things, I think, that kind of flew under the radar because we were focusing in on the things that really stung. I know, I know, Mike, it's a little weird to hear me being optimistic? Isn't it weird? Like I'm supposed to be the Debbie Downer, right? I'm the one that negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, the one that gets all the mean tweets, you know, it's negative. (laughs) No, I think there's some things there to talk about. And so this is a a fascinating game to break down. Uh, Before we do, we would do want to ask you to go over to Apple Music, leave us, if you could, a five-star review. really appreciate it. And also we're on social media, at Talk Rams on Twitter or on Facebook. The Facebook um, group is the Rams Talk Room. We also have a page, the Rams Talk page itself. Come check us out. Come check our workout, ramstalk.net. We have a lot of work we're trying to get done there. We, need some, we actually need to do some updating, but hey, in the meantime, at least get the articles. These guys write their heads off, try to put out some good work, and don't forget budding Heads this week with, with Steve and Johnny, the Young Bucks take on where the Rams are going. So, we're wait we for the numbers here. We're going to go through these numbers. We ready? Let's do it. Alright. So I'm gonna go team numbers first. 24 first downs for, for the for the 49ers, 17 for the Rams. Uh, Rams are four of twelve on third downs. That's been a strength theirs this year, not, not yesterday. Five of thirteen for the 49ers. 70 plays for the 49ers, 57 for the Rams. You would you would have thought that gap would have been bigger considering there's a 15 minute time possession gap. Yards, 390 for the Niners, 311 for the Rams. Total drives, 11 for the Niners, 10 for the Rams. 5.6 yards per play for the Niners, 5.5 for the Rams. So, uh, I think things tighten up a bit. Passing, 268 yards for the Niners, 198 for the Rams. We're talking 19 of 38 for Jared Goff. One touchdown, one interception. Sorry, two touchdowns, one interception. And... Oh boy, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back twenty-three, thirty-three, two hundred and sixty-eight for him. Three touchdowns. Running game. The Rams nineteen carries. That's it. Nineteen the whole game. One hundred and thirteen yards rushing. Fan- fantastic performance from Daryl Henderson. Five point nine yards per rush. The Niners thirty-seven carries, one hundred and twenty-two penalties. Rough day for the Rams. They've been a lot better this year. I'm only put six for thirty-four yesterday, seven for three for the Niners, one turnover. That turnover was big. That is where the Rams leave off. Total time possession is thirty-seven minutes and fifty-five seconds for the 49ers. Rams at 2205. A game that was controlled throughout the first half. And I think that's a factor. Individuals. Well, let's go with the, the great performances. I'm not gonna go through all these today because it's depressing. But on the Niners side, Garoppolo, 268, three touchdowns. George Kittle burn the Rams, seven catches for 109 yards, one touchdown. Debo Sanders 66 for 66. And one touchdown. Let's see here. Rams killed no sacks yesterday. Jason Ferrett for the Niners was outstanding yesterday. I mean both Niners corners. I know you would pre- I know I know you don't want to, but I know you appreciate Mike.
4: Oh, for sure! You always know want you. to see good play. Absolutely. Uh,
3: just not against your team, but defensive backs—you <laughs> know, you know those things. Um, Daryl Henderson, fourteen carries for eighty-eight yards. Really a performance. Josh Reynolds, that touchdown catch the end zone—beautiful. Has you has to have you wondering where the Rams have been with him? Um, not so great performances. Well, Jared Goff, nineteen thirty-eight. Not great. Uh, let's see here. You can, we, we can't ignore Cooper. Cut three catch eleven yards. Was targeted nine times. Two. Uh, one, one big drop, and one. It's either Goff or or Cup on that one. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one at all. We, um, I don't know. what to ask you about that play, that that deep play. Who was that? who? Whose fault was that? We all know that. Uh, defensively, fifth, uh, 13 tackles, seven solo for Mike Kaiser. I know you got thoughts on that. John Johnson, 13, uh, five solo. Taylor Rapp, nine for six. Rough day overall. No sacks. No sacks. Hardly any pressure. So, oh, now you can't forget Sam Sloman. Missing the extra point. Again. Again. I'm sure we're we're thrilled to see that. So there you go. There's the numbers. Rams lose 24-16. I guess, let's start with the negatives here. Let's let's go with what you saw in terms of where the Rams botched this up, and then we can end with the positives. Sound good? Sure thing, sir. All right, so, all right. First things first. Uh, we'll call it your takeaways, man. What, what's your first takeaway?
4: <laughs> well, my first takeaway is the offense has to get some ingenuity. It's It's almost... Pathetic to look at an NFL team that supposedly has so many minds that are these young minds of the game and things like that. And we literally go three and out, three and out, turnover, uh, miss opportunity, drop passes, not able to exploit a San Francisco defense that last week the same Miami Dolphins went for 342 yards passing, you know? And so it's, it's just odd to see us not be able to consistently just do some of the little things when you got to have it, you got to have it. Uh, that's one, two defensively. Again, you just can't let, but this has been something we've been talking about. You can't let a team just run all over you. Uh, Mostert would have just probably went for two, 300 if they had just kept giving him the ball. But obviously, he's possibly going on IR, so he's a little more banged up. But that's even worse. You got a guy who's coming in the game, banged up, and he's still running over you like, like your paper out there. And then just the ability to not make big plays, but then also give up big plays. So you know, that, that's a combination that's going to put you in the loss column more days than not. And, you know, this whole thing about, unfortunately, we've got the rookie kicker, and I'm telling you, this guy may not make it to the end of the year. Because, I mean, and the, and the PAT wasn't necessarily his fault, but again, that's, again, special teams area. We let go of one of the probably more uh, at diverse and great special team coaches and fossil now. And, you know, it looks like they loaded up and they keep loading up on the defensive right or left. And they're just calling what we call a big push. And then you jump. So the timing is we push and jump. And it's like this dude gets his block. So, you know, it's like he's kicking them too low, especially for a, uh, a PAT. He should easily be able to, without losing distance, he should be able to put a lot more air on it, but he seems like he's kicking this low line drive type of kick if you're trying to kick like a 50-something yarder, which you do have to kick a little lower so you can get a little more distance. So those are some of the takeaways. I'm sure between our discussion, a few more will jump out, but uh and I guess last but not least, why we don't stick with the run, I just can't figure it out.
3: I think that's the most frustrating part. It's not like the Rams were ever down by twenty one points in this game. I mean they were in it. Even at twenty one to six, they got twenty one nine. You know, they they were in it. They they weren't too far away to abandon the run. And they did. I mean that plays into the Niners' hands. Nine, 38, Thirty-eight passes, nineteen carries, fifteen minute time difference of possession. That's an issue and it really kinda takes away what Jared Goff is best at. You want Jared Goff to be the Jared Goff you know was it is it Doctor Jekyll, Mr. Hyde? So <laughs> you want you do you want Doctor Jekyll, Jared Goff, or you want Mr. Hyde, Jared Goff? I I want the one that where we can, where his best skills can be shown off, where he is in a position to be successful, and when you're throwing the ball every down, he's not in he's not in that position. So, I think when we want to hammer Jared Goff, and, and let's be honest, Jared and especially Jared and Cooper Cup were, were really off last night. Their connection was just not there. Can we agree on that?
4: Oh, absolutely.
3: Okay. I mean, they weren't there, but on the same token, when your when your defense gets shredded in the first half and you never have a chance to get in sync, that's gonna be really hard for you to get back and sync in the second half. One, two. When you walk away from the run so easily, and zero and take and make yourself one dimensional, that's another problem. So I just look at this and go, you know. The Rams, when their offense is on, they're very good. You say it's, you, you, you say it lacks ingenuity, but their offense is based on deception. The problem I have with the offense is that it relies so much on Yak that when a team can collapse them underneath and force them short... They're in trouble. They're in trouble. That's been my complaint, hasn't it? I mean, I haven't, I haven't shifted from that. For some short. For some short. And let's just be honest. The corner play from the 49ers was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it really, really gave the 49ers front seven time to put just enough pressure on Goff to be uncomfortable. I mean that's Well,
4: I, I see some plays that if the ball's thrown when we're supposed to, or caught when you're supposed to, you got you have big plays. But you look at the, the bomb downfield, had a guy open, under thrown a little bit, corner was able to make a play on it. You look at the one touchdown that he did throw to Robert Woods. Literally, you know, that's like damn Marino is. But that really should have been a pick if the backer just was paying a little bit of attention. Uh, the other one where Cooper Cup obviously dropped the ball in the end zone. So, and then the one where he throws an interception in the end zone, but. There again, I don't know what the play called because you have basically three receivers in the same area. Robert Woods was running a little out at the goal line out, but then for whatever reason, he turned it upfield, which then allowed the corner to actually end up in the spot to pick it. Whereas if he had just stayed on his little out, the corner doesn't turn inside, and that might end up being a touchdown. So... But it was just odd for three guys to somewhat be in the same area on that play, which just didn't make sense. But he missed Cooper Cup on a deep throw. And, you know, again, I, I say the rookie should be in there. Jeffson a little bit more. Like he could hit him on one. But it's just odd to see that uh, we're not make. this is a game you have to make those plays when they come up. It didn't happen. I mean, they didn't. They didn't make
3: plays. They, that this game was winnable. Even when they were down, they're winnable. The, the defense played much better in the second half. They they played well enough in the second half to keep his team in the game. They they did, and that's why the play calling, especially, I found befuddling. You had, I mean, they were sliced and diced in that four ers front seven. They, they, the niners linebackers are hurting, and that was where they can get to them. And they just, I don't know why they, I don't know why they backed away. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's typical though, isn't it? I mean, this is this is stuff we complained about with with Sean McVay in the past. Is he gets less yeah, so
4: happy? I, I don't know when it comes down to you know it's almost like you know him and and uh, Coach Shanahan you know being on the same staff or whatever friends you know work for his dad all that good stuff it it almost becomes this inner competition. Well, I'm going to show you this time, and so sometimes when you go into a game, you have to just let the game dictate what you're going to do based on what you previously thought you could do. So when you have a situation when, oh, man, we can rip off six, eight, 12 yards on the run, well, you know what? You guys are going to have to stop us consistently. We're just going to give it to the running back all day long. But it seems like everyone gets caught up into the flash, the show, you know, the deep palms, the, the, what may be the big plays. And you lose track of what you need to do to win the football game. That's the goal. Win the football game. How you win it doesn't matter. I don't need to win it because I need to throw for 400 yards and, and quote, unquote, make my quarterback look like he's the greatest guy on our team. No, we need to win the game. If he's just a, a regular guy, he's just a regular guy. We can't make him into something he's not already. But when I look on the sideline, he comes out the game after throwing a pick and just puts his hat on like we're at practice, that bugs the heck out of me. And Tom Brady, in his thousandth year, and that dude, no matter how well it's going, he wants more. That's what I want to see out of my quarterback, is someone who looks like they care. And I get it, you want to have somewhat of a short fuse, but... That's just bothersome. You know, him and Whitworth, Whitworth jumping off sides on a crucial third down and both of them over there laughing and playing like we're winning by 40 points. Who does that? That bothers you. That's not the first time I've heard you talk about that before. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that bugs me the heck out of me. If you don't want to win, stay home because who wants to keep losing to a team again? It's not like they're playing with their guys. They're playing with a bunch of backups. Richard Sherman's not there. Their top D lineman's not there. Their linebacker guy's not there. Their backs are hurt. They're just playing with guys. But they get blown out by Miami. The Dolphins, you know, seem to be playing pretty good. But we literally go up there and we're now on a hope and prayer that we can get the ball back under this two minute with a chance to go down. That's why I kind of chuckled to myself. Well, you go, well, we were in this game, and it's like when, when were we in this game?
3: I mean, I would say they were in it, not in the first half, but they were within striking distance. I mean, remember they were at the one yard line. This is where I. This is where I vent, Mike. This is where I, if I'm frustrated. You got four downs inside the three yard line you're going to sweep right and then throw the football I mean are we serious just run the football right up their gut just do it why the Rams have had a tendency to to try and get pretty in the red zone and sometimes it works but you are trying to get you're trying to position yourself to try and win this game, right? You're talking about play winning football. If they get in the end zone, there it's not to a 24 16 final, it's 24 23,
4: 24 24. No, well, I, mean, I totally agree, but that's what I'm saying. What makes sense doesn't makes sense to, it seems like, our NFL coaching staff. Hey, man, we're going to run behind the big dog. I mean, again, if you're getting four, five, seven, twelve, 12, man, we're going behind big with, and let's go, let's get this one yard and call it a day. But you start trying to do all this trickery. You know, I almost turned the game off. It was a play, I believe it was right before the half. They try to do a lateral reverse, and I'm like, what? It looked like a play that you would run at recess in third grade. Hey, man, this is what we're going to do. Hey, I'm going to go over here, pitch it to me. I'm going to pitch it back to you, and then I'm going to swing, and then throw it to me. All right, let's go. It's like we try to do one of these plays in the NFL. Like, what are we doing? We're just going – we're making up plays now. So when you start seeing all that kind of stuff – uh, so when you said earlier we went on deception, deception. How you actually have to be able to to do those plays, not just say, okay, let's just make up something because we just gonna make it up.
3: I mean, pretty much. I mean, where is this team going when the game counts, when the game's in the line? And, you know, part of me is thinking it wasn't their night. And part of me is thinking you should have made it your night. There you go. And part of me is thinking, you know, hey, you know, I don't, I'm, we've said this before. And then you start getting the, that area where you're starting to make excuses here. But, McVay's young. He's human. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make bad calls. The problem is when you keep making the same mistake over and over again. How many times over the course of four years is he said, screw this, I'm just throwing the football. It made your team one-dimensional. How many times has he done that? That drive downfield, that that big drive down to that one-yard line, two-yard line, that was all running. They were destroying the four ers up front. Next drive, what do they do? I mean, that's problematic. On the same token, I've been complaining about the deep ball, Mike. I've been complaining about the inability to go deep. They went for it a couple times last night, and Josh Reynolds made a beautiful catch. I mean, that's what we need. We need, on the flip side, the positives, you need to have a deep threat. And, And for years... You know, the potential for Josh Reynolds has been there. And he, that was a nice play. Yeah, I give him credit. Give him credit. That was a nice play. i like to see the Rams utilize him more.
4: No, yeah, I mean, you're right on it, uh, DC, because, again, you have to try some of these things, but it almost is, is, Is like I'm just throwing it up. There's no real reason to do it except, hey, we're just going to do it. I mean, it's like we're coming out of our own end zone. We throw a little quick pass, and then we try to go deep. And it's like, okay, again, what's the purpose of this? Is it because statistics – analytics say, hey, when you're out of your own zen end zone, you got to throw it deep. Is that why we did it? Is that why we're doing it? When we picked up like good five or six positive yards on the first play, just a simple hookup. Like, why we just didn't do that? Now you got a first down. But instead, we end up punting. And then it was just kind of, you know, Johnny Hecker, I'm like, did he just shake the punt? And it's like, We get a little bounce, but it ends up right near a 50. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is going to be problematic. But, again, when you see a a PAT get blocked, point after touchdown, you just kind of start shaking your head because, again, those are supposed to be pretty routine. But these are the things that keep happening to us. Uh, Routine plays don't seem to be routine.
3: They should be. And but that's isn't that part of the whole idea of, of a young team making young mistakes with young coaching staff?
4: Yeah, I mean you could say young and I, I guess I should go back to what I said earlier. Everybody's pretty much gonna get a mulligan this year because of with all the things that are happening. But then you look at some organizations and like why are they excelling? How is the how are the Raiders excelling? in a new home is it because they needed a new scenery they needed a place to call their home they got tired of playing in oakland county stadium alameda stadium or what have you uh and now they had their own stadium and is that why they feel like "Ooh, we plan better or does it have to do with coaching and so again i look at some things yeah young you can't have the announcer saying, "Oh yeah, Brent Staley, he came from here, and Vic Fangio, but he's known he's gonna play soft." And then you try to go zero coverage blitz on a fourth down. Like, okay, the timing's really bad on that. What would make you call that play then, when we haven't blitzed and got home any? Like, what were you thinking? And then you don't have your best corner, Coven Kittle. You you have a little guy. I'll put Jalen Ramsey on that guy. Make him throw it somewhere else, but who am I? I'm just an ex.
3: I mean, they moved <laughs> Ramsey inside into the slot for Love game, and honestly, at seven catches, 109, that's, a, that's some good numbers, but I mean, a large portion of the, of the damage was done in the first half, and it was all like the short intermediate stuff for the Rams just Couldn't handle. It's like these two teams were mirroring each other. They're relying on Yak, and yet in the end, this is my this is my my beef. We keep picking at the Rams' offense here as if that's the problem, but it was a defense that let this game almost get out of hand and kept that offense off the field for much of the half. Couldn't make a tackle. Couldn't get to the quarterback and part of that was a 4 Aaron game plan. Quick passes. Get him out. Don't don't get them the opportunity to get to us. But the Rams had no other alternative to rush the passer besides Aaron Donald. Nobody else is effective.
4: Yeah, no doubt. And again, uh again, I hate to pit on big Brocks. But come on, Brocks. You are too big to get get one on one and guys can block you one on one. How is that happening? But I'm telling you something. There's something brewing, and I'm just going to call it out now. Again, I'm a guy that watches body language. Again, I watch Jared Goff go off to the sideline, put a hat on, kind of laugh, nonchalant. That's like, hey, whatever. I watch Aaron Donald like take more breaks. Aaron Donald is one of the best conditioned guys in the NFL. Why does he keep being off the field? Last couple games, the dude is off the field like a series sometimes at a time. And is that because he getting double and triple or is he saying, yeah, man, I don't like this defense. His response early in the season was, hey, I'm going to do what they asked me to do. But when I see a guy like him being off the field and he's not injured, that tells me a little something about, yeah, man, I don't like this defense. So just watch later on because you can't, you can't get gas. You can't think one guy is supposed to make all the plays and none of the other guys, and it doesn't start spilling out into you know, just the overall team because you have to be able to stop some guys. So again, you got third and seven. This is, this is the game, and a guy runs a little – Underneath receiver, underhand reverse, and goes for 11 and runs over a couple people doing it? Come on, man. No. I just think of that, I
3: mean, I, I, I have to disagree here. I mean, Donald got four sacks last week, okay? He still managed your pressure yesterday. But they, they were on the field for 37 minutes, man. He's getting tired. 37 minutes. 37 minutes. A lot of that in the first half. I mean, you, you're getting tired too. No matter how how conditioned you are, 37 minutes, that's a long time. Add that into the fact that in that 37 minutes, the Rams' offense is getting on and off the field pretty quick, especially in that first half. No rest for the weary. I just don't see it as this whole silent protest thing that, hey, I'm just I do want the defense, I'm off the field. He's too much of a competitor for that, man. He's, he's the guy's he's risen to the point of team leader now, not miscreant who gets upset at how the defense is being played.
4: Okay, let me ask you this. Did you see any, any of Sean McVay's uh, post-game interview, in any of them on any anything.
3: I didn't get to watch it. No, I read the transcripts.
4: Okay. So, his go-to is we got to coach better. It's my fault. It's the same rhetoric. Okay, man, stop saying that. Stop saying we got to do this better we got to do that. Well, let's do it. Stop saying that. Again, I'm just telling you, D.C., not trying to be Starting anything, want to be starting something, you got to be starting. Not the old Michael Jackson song. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying. I watch Body Language, and I said it last year about Gurley. I'm saying it now about Aaron Donald. His thing is, you know what? Because what happens is, you got to remember, this dude has been to Pro Bowl. This dude has walked into camp and led the league in sacks. But he did it in a scheme that actually benefited his strengths. That's not happening this year. So as great as he may be, if he knows I've talked to the coach, hey, coach, why don't we try this? Hey, coach, why don't we try that? Hey, coach, this is what worked for us last year. This kind of can work. And it's like, oh, no, let's just stick with this right now. Uh, No, I hear what you're saying. It comes to a point where you go, cool. I'm out. Let me get some water. I'm not going to do all this if I'm not even going to be listened to. And again, how much older now is this guy to Aaron Donald? He's not that much older. So when you have a veteran guy with his ability, his character, I think you might want to listen to a guy that comes off the field or in meeting, saying, hey, coach, we probably should do this. But if you're one of these guys like, yeah, I'm the coach. Yeah, just run the scheme, you're gonna have issues. Cause again, it's not like he's on the sideline, bent over, on a knee. He's literally standing there with his helmet on. He's not huffing and puffing. He's just standing there like and then you see him run in when he wants to. I go, something is up with that.
3: And you can keep watch on, but I think there's a, lot, there's a lot more to it than just simply. I mean, Aaron Donald's not happy. I mean, the guy's a team leader now. They, they, this is not the same Aaron Donald he was when it first came to leave. People, he is the heart of that defense, and everybody knows it. I mean, I think you're, you're probably. I mean, listen. You've been in a locker room. Big deep. You've been in many D, a locker example. room.
4: Let me give you an example. How long was Reggie White known?
3: A long time.
4: When was he ever stopped? When was he ever stopped? Yeah. Pretty much never. Pretty much never. So my thing is this. When you got a rare talent like Aaron, you have to make sure that guy can get off. You can't go one week again. It's the NFL He got four sacks last week in a bunch of other hurries. This week, it was like he wasn't even out there. So that means he dropped off in one week, and now he just, oh, he's not the same guy from, you know, a couple years ago. Or is something in the scheme probably not doing it?
3: I would say that – I would say – that when you look at how this roster is built, Aaron Donald helped make that bet. And I don't... Re- I don't... I do not in any kind of way resent him for that or anything like that, but I don't think any any one of these players who's upset that, okay, I'm the lone big dog now, pass rushing, or I'm the, the, I'm the core receiver or cornerback, Listen, these guys took the contracts, they took the money, and that drains up your salary cap. There's a reason why some of these guys aren't here anymore. I mean,
1: they, okay, what so complaint now, does he have?
4: Now, it's not so much a complaint. You give the money to the best dudes. I'm,
3: and now, I'm, I don't, again, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm just saying that if
4: a bunch of money that you didn't have to give him. They. And again, when you look at Jared Goff from day one, now in his fifth year, oh, was this? He's got different coordinators. He was young. Okay, bro, you're in your fifth year now, third year with the same dude and you still look pedestrian. So is that actual, he he's a baller, he's a next Hall of Famer, or he's just an average guy. Look at Carson Wentz. You don't think they said, man, we should have we should have stuck with Foles. We knew it. He had the locker room. He had everything. Carson Wentz, they're talking about benching him. But they gave him all that money. And you look at Nick Foles, everywhere he goes, he shows up. Now he's in Chicago and now he's gonna come here or I'm not sure, do we go there or do they come here? I'm not looking at the schedule. But Nick Foles will go off next week, and we're going to be like, wow. Again, according to Monastery stats, you will say, oh, golf is supposed to be way better than Nick Foles. And again, I hope he shows up next week. But the fifth year in the league, you want to see a guy climbing and rising, not a guy that's same or kind of digressing. Or regressing, rather. So, I'm just saying, you didn't have to give Big Jeff all that money. Let him earn it and spread that money out. Your best player was Aaron Donald by far, best guy in the league, highest pay, absolutely. Jared Goff was never that.
3: They either were going to wind up paying him what they're paying him now, or they're going to pay him even more later on.
4: No, because if he continues to play like he is, why would you play for average play? Why would you pay for that?
3: Play like he is? He had, he's played pretty well this season until yesterday. Look at the numbers. He's been getting praised for his performances thus far.
4: Again, there's a thing that... Uh, again, I'll just use the term <laughs> fool's gold. You can get praise based on numbers. The thing is what makes the greats great is you win the big games. You win when you gotta have it. There's been time after time that hasn't happened.
3: But Mike, even the greats still lose. Even the even the greatest of the greats still lose. Dan Marino never they won absolutely a Super Bowl.
4: lose. We saw uh, Tom Brady lose in, what, the second week, third week, and he came right back, and he's won two or three straight now.
3: Now we'll see how Jared Goff responds next week. Yeah. Well, Against boy, a Bears I team that's going to give him problems.
4: It's going to give him a lot of problems. And believe me, Khalil Mack will get home. So my thing is, if, if you're not getting a pass rush and you can't hit open guys – and you can't put the ball in the bread basket and the things that needs to happen from the quarterback position when you're playing teams that are depleted, why is now the expectation you're going to now become a dominant player against a much better defense? Like, how do you make that switch in about four days?
3: Well, longer than that, they're playing Monday night so they have a week <laughs>
4: That's what I love about you, D.C. You are the optimist. I'm telling you from a guy who has played and watched, I'm telling you it doesn't look like he has the support of his offense. It doesn't look like he has the confidence that you need from a fifth-year quarterback when you look like you're just at practice, and it doesn't matter if you score or don't score. Hey, man, it's whatever. I'm just saying.
3: I'll lay it out this way.
4: Yeah.
3: I'll lay it out Man. this way. There is enough talent on that roster offensively. There is enough in terms of what McVeigh is capable of for them to come out next week and put up 40 on Chicago. The shame of it is there's also enough on this roster they can go put up <laughs> nine and get sacked eight times. Chicago Listen, there's enough there. theres there's this this team is capable of, of doing amazing things offensively. The problem is there's no consistency to them. And and we're and we're sitting here going at Goff as like as it as if he's the only problem. When I'm looking at the play calling and some the decision making, especially in the second half, and thinking you set up Goff for failure, A and B I'm looking at the first half and going, This defense got drained like a sieve in the first half, putting this team behind the eight ball. This is why I'm saying there are so many little problems that when things aren't covered, when when they're not running all cylinders, it gets ugly. But in the same token, it's not ugly enough to where they're not in a football game. The Rams have wound up in every game this year. Even the Buffalo game when they were down 23. They they came back. They have enough talent offensively to make a difference. They can put up points quickly. Buffalo's defense isn't isn't a joke. They put up, what, 32 there? I mean, this team's capable. The problem is, in my view, Mike, they just... They're not consistent, and they don't commit. That's really it, Mike, they don't commit. They don't commit to this is our game plan. We're going to commit to the running game. This is what we're, this is what we're built to do. When the going gets tough, they don't run. When this team runs, they win. Who are the Rams? The Rams are built to run. But they don't play like it. And then we complain about golf. I mean,
4: what's the real problem? What's the real problem? what, What happens is, what you're saying is, a lot of truth to it. My thing is, it seems to me, the Rams organization wants to make golf the the guy who's the franchise guy. So uh, what do we do instead of running the ball when we got the run? Well, we got to make sure Jared's numbers makes everyone think that, oh, man, look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. Look at his numbers. Okay, what do numbers mean if you're not winning football games?
3: I it doesn't mean anything. I, don't, I mean, I don't agree. I don't think we, we've seen many games in the past where the Rams have gone out there and won a game with Jared Goff throwing for 160 yards. What ticks me off is when they win with him throwing 160 yards, they commit and they stick with their commitment. Right. They don't. They they had a shot. They they, they came out in the second half and they were a better football team in the second half. They held the San Francisco three points. They outscored from 10-3, it could have been 16-17-3 had they executed the goal line. This was a better football team in the second half. But they undermine themselves by not
4: committing to exactly who they are. point, Derek. What makes you not commit? If you're at first and goal on the one, what would make you throw the ball except you want to put somebody's stats out? That's the only reason why you would do it. No, I disagree. You are
3: You're trying. You're trying. You think you're smarter than the guy across the field. You're trying to throw a curveball at him. But sometimes the curveball isn't the right pitch. Sometimes you just go throw it down the middle and go for it. Exactly. You think he's, 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 thinking he's too smart for these guys. He's not. He's, these are NFL coaches. It's a chess game all the time. And sometimes you're going to move that pawn in the wrong place.
4: No, no doubt, no doubt,
3: no doubt. I mean, it, this stuff to me gets me fired up because I saw enough last time to know this team it has the makings of a very, very good football team. but They also have the makings of a very bad one. For me, Sean McVay, I heard him saying the same, same stuff. You heard me say it last year. I'm kind of going off. It's been a while since I've gone off a bit, isn't it? But we heard this stuff, and I said something about it last year. You mentioned tonight, it was refreshing his first year saying, it's our fault, it's my fault, we got to fix this, this is on me, we're going to get it done. Second year, it's still refreshing. Third year, same mistakes, even though you're building a winning football team. I'm starting to get tired of the, it's my fault. Routine Listen Stop saying We have to do it And just do it Because there's too much Talent there There is too much talent We can criticize Jared Goff We can say Jared Goff has these issues But there are still some very good strengths To Jared Goff Put that man in position to win What is that? What's what?
4: What is the strength and what would put him in a position to win?
3: Establish the running game. Put him in a position to where he's got that defense having to play more than one game. Goff is outstanding on the sidelines. He has a great deep ball. If they have the offensive game in position for for the receivers to get open deep. I've seen Goff make plays... Make throws that only certain people in this league can make. But he's also a person who makes his fair share of dumb mistakes. Put him in position to win. They're a running team first. They have been under, under McVeigh the whole time. And when they try and get away from it, they wind up being a big train wreck. Just commit. You are a run first team. Act like it.
4: Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. Definitely agree. Again, why would you know if you drafted for two years, backs that are supposed to be able to carry the load, why wouldn't you stick with the run if you actually know that it's working? There has to be a reason why you go away from the run. I
3: Man, at this point, I'm just more frustrated than anything else.
4: Yeah, I'm I mean, just they,
3: telling you. They they see uh, McVeigh is such is so intelligent. He sees so many different things. I th- I just think he gets ahead of himself. I think he, I uh, think he himself. I think sometimes he takes for granted who he's going against, and that's a good thing. Sometimes sometimes taking the, taking for granted who you're going against. Worse in your favor, you you grow a giant pair, you know what, and make a go for a play you wouldn't oftentimes go for. But you mentioned early on that it lacks ingenuity. The offense is built on deception, but then eventually you stop deceiving people. Now I saw a lot of adjustments from last year to this year that looked that were good for the Rams, and every once in a while though, Sean McVay just goes back to the slips back into the old habits. I think we all do that in life. We 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 take two steps forward and we we take one step back. But the difference is I'm responsible for me and a couple kids of kids in my life and he's responsible for an entire franchise. Big difference. But I'm just some forty one year old teacher. What can I say?
4: No, I mean there's there's a lot of truth to that DC. It's just that Again, my thing is, you say, oh, he's just trying to outsmart. Well, you don't have to outsmart yourself when you know the tenements of football. They're all the same is whatever they're giving you that day, that's what we're running. That's what we're doing. We're not going to say, well, I'm going to stick to it because I want to make sure my stats. A lot of things that get left out as well is people don't know that coaches have these uh, – Escalators in their salaries as well. Leading to passing, leading scoring touchdown. They have incentives as well in their contracts. And again, is this what some of these coaches are doing when they're doing stuff? You go like, okay, why are we doing that? Why are we throwing and we're running? Yeah. So my thing is there's incentives for something to go away from something that's working. It makes no sense. Because why would you say I'm outsmarting a guy when you don't need to outsmart him if you just man, I'm gonna hand it off like this all day. I don't what do I need to outsmart you for? I'm getting eight yards of carry.
3: I mean, That's That's how I would roll with it. All right. I do wanna yes. close this, I do wanna close this out, Mike. I with it with this. There were pauses last night. Getting Going deep a few times, getting rounds the end zone—that's a good thing. Okay, they golf had cup, just wrong shoulder. Okay, that mean that was there. The play was there against a team, a team defensive that played very well. The defense did shut things down in the second half. Sloman came in and hit that field goal. I mean, a dude looks scared out of his mind. So hit that field goal. There's hope there for him. Okay, there is a lot of good to take out of this game. The question is where the Rams go from now. They could be four and three after next Monday night because the Bears are. This is a good Bears football team. It's a good team. So I guess we're going to find out real quick a little bit about these Rams. Gonna, are they going to be four and three? And we're going to say just like you said, fool's gold, or are they going to be a team that takes this loss, grows from it, and they're a contender down the stretch? We're going to find out probably next Monday night. Any final oh, thoughts? no
4: doubt about it. No, about, no doubt about it. Uh, and again, I'm going to go back, you know, my little rant for tonight. But as I said before the season, this is kind of a a mulligan year for everyone. And what I'm seeing, at least what the Rams are doing, it seems like they're playing right into that. Hey, we're going to try this different stuff. We got some new DCs. We got this. We got some guys we got to try to mess. Let's play this different Coverages and soft zone, and then we going to blitz when we shouldn't. Okay, well, you know, we're still, you know, leading the division or whatever. We're up here. We still got more wins and losses. Let's just keep going and see how this works. Kind of looking at, it at the end of the day, saying, well, you know, there's a lot of things beyond our control, you know, the extra travel, all the testing. It just wore us down.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And people kind of go, okay, well, let's get them next year.
3: Oh, anyway, I guess we're going to find out real quick. Next year? This year? <laughs> okay. Well, folks, you can find us on Twitter at TalkRams. You can find me on Twitter at DC. You can find Mike on Twitter at one duke 23 Let us know if you, what you think about our thoughts. I think we're a little destroyed tonight as we're, as we're trying to just kind of grasp this whole game. But let us know what you think. What you, what's wrong with the Rams? What's right with the Rams? What can they do to fix the problem? Get us on Twitter at TalkRams. Ask us questions. I'll try and answer them for our next for our midweek podcast to preview of the Bears. And uh, for that, without all that, we're out of here. Have a great one, and we'll see you midweek. See ya.